to the Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Welcome to another edition of Meet Your Congregation. I am here with my good buddy, pal, friend, Caleb. Caleb, how you doing? Hi, Jay. I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Not bad. Good. We have some. We have some. We have a guest today. Like, we do have like a guest. always. <laughs> we have Carrie so Lassard. Yeah. To Lassard. meet your congregation, we need a congregation. Yeah, members. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, or loosely termed, meet your congregation. We can uh, discuss how how you want this labeled exactly, Carrie. Um, sure. But the congregation's kind of a wink, anyway. It is kind of a, yeah. The whole thing's kind of the whole <laughs> like the afterglow. Yeah. All the old churchy terms yeah. we've stolen. Right. Reclaimed. We've reclaimed. reclaimed there you go. Yeah. So, Carrie, um, this is kind of a cool connection because it, I, I like when we have firsts. And you and I mm-hmm. um, were talking about this a little bit over our messaging back and forth about kind of building bridges. And um, I think, honestly, that, that this connection, at least at face value, wouldn't really often be happening um under under different circumstances uh because you're a member of um of the mormon church i've i've been uh do you you say you don't say the full uh jesus christ of latter-day saints do you do oh yes we do do? the church of jesus christ of Of latter-day saints Saints. okay okay yeah please correct me commercial have you seen and, the commercial? Uh, no, they always no, say it in the commercial. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Um, that was a change recently that we are, you know, okay, invited to use. The you're whole invited thing. to yeah. use the whole thing, or you're invited to use the whole thing. Okay. We we don't ever, you know, compel. We invite. Uh, nice. <laughs> it's like people who say receive grace versus accept grace. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and I I am a recent convert Um, oh wow so you know we can talk more about that but i was telling caleb that and i actually had it here um that uh softened me up for uh, my friend's kill shot oh really Um, yeah so i mean um and i was looking for um i have given away so many copies of the book like i get them nice and highlighted to where i want them yeah. and then i'm like damn you really need to read this mm. i'll just get another one and, oh well, thank uh, you that's must so. be the five copies i sold <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool that's cool to see um yeah every time i see that book it's like oh that was a lot of work that mm. one was yeah yeah everything down to the cover I mean, we designed everything and did ever all the stuff and my co my marty was who worked with me on that was really he actually lives here in seattle mm. haven't mm-hmm. seen him yet but yeah that was a lot well, of fun. it's no lie to say that that really is one of my very favorite books really? so i mean you can wow. joke about the five copies but mm. it it um it changed the way i thought about christianity and specifically christ wow, be- wow. because of that well the second one will or the third one will might change the way you think about Paul. <laughs> yeah, that was my, my Paul heavy book was the third one. So, and then the fourth one never happens. Well. One day. Yeah. I, I, I have faith. It yeah, will happen. we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, so Carrie, do you want to tell us a little bit more about um, your conversion? I, I about five years ago or so, I, I believe is what you're telling me. Um, and it, it, yeah. and it sounds like um, you had a history with Christianity and a uh, preconceived idea of what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's all probably shifted, it sounds like, um, for your, from your perspective. Yeah, I pretty much hated all of them. Um, so, you know, I am descended from a lot of different people, but um, I am descended... Um, from two men in particularly, uh, in particular, my grandfather um, is his mom is Shawnee. Um, it, he was in a Catholic school, not in a boarding school, but was abused there mm-hmm. uh, as a young boy and, and just absolutely forbade uh, any kind of interaction with the church, um, any church. Um, my second great grandfather uh, came through the Carlisle Indian boarding school system. He uh, was from the Fort Peck reservation in Wolf Point, Montana, um, and died at a very young age. So these were the things that I heard about growing up, um, mm. being an activist. I cut my teeth in the DC punk scene in the eighties, oh, cool. like Fugazi, Bad Brains, all of that, Marginal Man. Amazing. Um, and so I was like, you know, this is, you know, who would accept, you know, the colonizer's religion? I mean, it, it's yeah, just awful. Right. And I was super angry about all of it. Um, I have family members who are part of the American Indian movement. I, um, you know, attend um, traditional ceremony. I mean, that that's that was my experience kind of going into all of those things. So I was just a bundle of rage. Mm. And it was interesting because I, I heard a recent podcast with another congregation member who like has, you know, I, I guess kind of edged away from the church because of rage. And I think rage brought me to it in okay. a weird hmm. sort of way. Yeah. Um, so one of my um, now best friends, you know, the person I, I said, like, you know, delivered the kill shot that got me there. Um he and I were engaged in some activism work working together. He's an artist and we we had an argument about something. And I said something really derogatory about Christians. And he said, well, you know, I'm a Mormon, right? Now it's like, Whoa. And mm. I didn't talk to him for a while because I was angry. Okay. Um, and I, I just, I got over that cause that was kind of, kind of stupid. Um, but when I talk about why like fall to grace was important to me, um, I worked in a health center that started as uh, started its life as an HIV clinic. And my job there was to work with um, folks who were going to have some kind of transition, whether it was through hormones. Most people didn't transition through surgery or, or maybe it was just they were going to change their name. Yeah. And most of the people that I worked with were um, trans women of color. And at one point in their lives, the church had been so important to them and a big part of their current trauma, which, you know, I could relate to that trauma, was feeling rejected by the church. And I read something in the book and I was trying to find it, but I don't have my nice highlighted copy so <laughs> through me. Um, you, you talked about the way people, you know, go into the church, you know, feeling so good, like like you're metaphorically like walking up the street steps of the church right and feeling so good about yourself but like shitting on the people 
that that you're walking by who so desperately want to be in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are the people to whom I gave my copies of the book away. Like, you you know, you, you, this, whatever you're being told is not about God. It's, Mm -hmm. it's about the very flawed people in there. And Mm -hmm. I hope that this can help you get back something that's so meaningful. That means the world to hear that because it is true. I mean, there's, yeah, when you get focused on the people, it's very easy to just get rid of it all. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah, because that's where I get angry at is is the people, even the critics. So, you know, it's just all the noise mm. just gets like mm. makes me just want to be like, oh, I don't want to do anything with this. You know? Yeah, but so you know, just kind of, I I wanted to learn more about the faith of these you know, this, this man and his family that were quickly becoming some of my best friends. And one of the things that I didn't know, and I know now, um, you know, and, and this is going to sound weird, so go with me, but, you know, the Book of Mormon is, is you know, an, another testimony of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and is really founded on the idea that a resurrected Christ came to the Americas and ministered to the ancestors of, of Native people. Mm-hmm. And... It, it really focuses on the divinity of indigenous people. Um, and through that, I connected with the indigeneity of Christ. Um, you know, that, that not only was he an indigenous man, you know, in, in a part of what's now, you know, the, the Middle East, but there's a word in, in Lakota, Ikchewichasha, and it means the original man. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. if Christ wasn't like the Ikchewichasha of all of them, like the original man, um, that just helped me see things in a different way and see how I benefit from grace and realize that, you know, all the things that my grandfather was told or my great grandfather experienced because of the church, it was just people who were, were taking the words of this indigenous man, Christ, and perverting them for their own purposes yeah. and trying to, to oppress us and, you know, mm. make us submit to, to steal from us. And when I started focusing on Christ and not the church, Yeah, it changed my relationship. And then, mm. you know, it just, it, to, to know that there was a focus in some way on indigenous people that, that, you know, helped me get into that. But it, it is, it is not any fiction at all to say that I wouldn't have even entertained my friends and treaties if I hadn't read the book. And and I was telling Caleb, I, I told my friend Greg, like, if you would have told me like five years ago that I was going to turn, you know, join the church, I would have punched you right in the face. <laughs> and here I am. I'm a Sunday school teacher, uh, 13, wow. 14 year olds. Um, I'm a, you know, endowed member, temple card carrying Latter-day Saint. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That is cool. And it's, it, it's such a it's such a different story too because I I grew up uh, adjacent to a lot of um, Latter Day Saint culture in because I grew up in Kentucky where oh. uh, in in uh, Crestwood is the um, I'm not sure exactly what the the connotation of it is but it, but but one of the temples in mm-hmm. the United States is, is is located there in Crestwood Kentucky which is like five minutes away from my house from where I grew mm-hmm. up. And so I had a lot of neighbors and friends um, who were devout um, Latter-day Saints. And, and 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if the language I'm using is correct, so I'm sorry. If, I wouldn't know either, okay. so it's okay. <laughs> okay, um, but they were, you know, mem- members of the church, and um, and they were, you know, born into it, all of them, especially anyone who was, who was of my generation was, you know, born into it, and most of them, I think, that their parents were also born into it. So it's really cool, I think, just to hear a, a, a convicted voice, you know, a, a person who is speaking from personal experience and who is, um, you know, Know, obviously a person of intelligence um you know who, who who is making their own choices uh based on their their own compass um to to hear to hear you speak um as uh, as a minority on more than one level you know especially within the context of 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 church and west western uh religion you know so it's 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 cool i think it's it's really it's really interesting to to um to kind of hear where you're coming from and the Mormon yeah. church has gone through a lot of hell as well. I mean, a lot of per- persecution over the, over yeah. a lot, I mean, since the beginning, really, mm-hmm. of, of, of the Mormon church. I mean, there's been tons of per- persecution. And then there was that play, The Book of Mormon, which I saw, but luckily it was it was kind of an equal opportunist offender, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, because when are. they invited to me, they were like, I, I, I one of the people who directed the play, I did their wedding. And um, mm. so I got invited to go to the thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And they're like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's it's Mormon thing. You don't worry." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, cool." And I was like, "Nope, nope, that you got us all there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But they had a yeah. song about it. it's a trilogy. It was really funny. Oh, okay. But anyway, I can laugh at myself. I can laugh at any levels of religion. But uh-huh. but no, it. I think it's fantastic that um, you know I want to see people thinking diversely you know, diverse thinking. And I think that sometimes yeah. we talk about diversity, but we, you know, we're always talking about, you know, usually thinking about skin color, you know, or sexuality. And often people don't think of like diversity of thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And that's what makes life interesting. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what helps us all grow Yeah, is that we do think differently, right. that we do have different mm. ideas and that we do come to, to uh, different conclusions. Yeah, And what I like about, this conversation is, you know, how many times have we heard like, and then I left the church and I was just done. Yeah. You know, and then I was upset with it and I'm done. And this is, I'm barely holding on just to be in <laughs> right, here, you right. know? And, and it's nice, you know, to hear it's like, you know, I found an, a faith that embraced me and, and yeah. that is, you know, I mean, it's an Abrahamic religion, really, if you think about it, just like of course it is. Judaism and yeah. Christianity. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I remember when I lived in Arizona, I actually lived on the Pima okay. Indian Reservation in Arizona because a member of the tribe realized that me and my friends who were starting revolution didn't needed a place to stay and do the church. And so they said, I have this really big property. I want if you guys will take care of it. Oh, wow. So we did a lot cool. of stuff and ended up working with a lot of folks in the community. And it was an amazing experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. Just being, just seeing like, you know, horrific poverty and extreme wealth. And I mean, it's just like, it's really intense, Mm. but how kind the people were too, because I caught the field on fire, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, it was, it was quite amazing. But even the, you know, the, how, how, you know. I don't know, but I just, I, I think that's, what's important is that for folks listening, cause I think there will be people who listen to this one and they're like, she's Mormon. 
what? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, but we have also had like a ton of people who are like, I'm an atheist and I yeah. don't believe anything or I don't do this or I'm not really, you know, and I don't know what I believe half the time. Mm-hmm. You're probably yeah. more spiritually connected right now than I am. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm definitely an oddball. Um, I don't fit in, in a lot of ways, you know, again, um, you know, the church doesn't have an awesome history and how it's treated native people. Brigham Young was an Indian agent and said really horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, the church of you know recently, um, you know, there are things that I'm deeply uncomfortable with in terms of the way that it relates to um, folks in the two spirit LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, you know, I, I am here where I am in this church doing what I do at this particular point in time for a reason. And one of the things that that I've been able to be in this church is somebody who is a supporter for, you know, young people who may identify as non-binary. Yeah. They may identify as queer or even adults are going through that that process that you know you probably couldn't not to make judgments but you probably couldn't have a conversation with someone who was like you know of pioneer stock just like Mm. generations of latter-day saints Mm -hmm. and 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 i come to it in a in a very different way i think in one of my first um my first Sunday school lessons, I quoted a punk rock song, oh, cool. you know, just like, it's kind of like that. Um, and, and that's just how I relate with the world. That's, that's kind of the experience mm. that I come well, you're with. You're a safe person. And I mean, like, I remember I used to go to these festivals, uh, even like a lot of these Christian festivals. And even before I was affirming LGBTQ mm-hmm. affirming, uh, I mean, gay, lesbian, trans, you know, trans people would find me literally find me mm. usually probably because of my mom connection. Mm. And they also knew I was a big grace guy and I would end up hanging out with them at these festivals because we were safe people who they could mm. be around, you know what I mean? And, and not feel judged. By, right. You know, there right. just wasn't any judgment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had staff who were, you know, questioning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like, whatever answer you make, you better make the right answer. We just never were that way. Yeah. And so that's a great place to be, yeah. you know, and who knows where that'll lead you. It might lead you to mm. reform the church. It might lead you to leave the church. It yeah. might just lead you to do the same thing you're doing now. Mm. But the I, people that helps along the way, the hope that that gives people yes. along the way is yeah. priceless. I think in order, in, in, in order to be an ally, you have to be seen as a safe person, yeah. right? In order, in order for you to reach the, the, the title or, you know, the, the connotation of, of, of being an ally to a certain group, you have to be seen as safe within that group first off, right? Like, otherwise you, you can be supportive of that group, but I don't know if you would qualify as an ally because you're not an insider. Well, and there's also a dialectic, you know, when you're a safe person, but you're also part of a faith that might not be hundred percent there. Truth. There's a dialectic there. And the, that's the beauty of that is that dialectics exist mm. and we're not free from them. Also Very contradictions true. exist and we're not free yeah. from them. And being able to embrace those in life and your moment in life really is, is a powerful thing. We, I, I hate how much we, we become so binary in our thinking process that we just, we can't, there's no nuance. There's yes. no art. Yes. There's no art in living. Right. 
you know, there's art and art, but I think for me, art is in everything I do. It's in my speaking, mm. it's in my living, it's in my waking up, it's in my parenting. Mm. And so to flow freely in an artistic way and to allow life to be art and to live life well, we have to learn to embrace the dialectics, embrace the mm-hmm. uh, the, the contradictions. The contradictions, yeah. yeah you know, and, and that's living within grace. And Amen. that's also living within the fact that we all have that that missing part, you know. We all have the uh, what was what is it called? The object the, has a desire. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah the, 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 what's the quick word for it? The, uh, the lack. The, the lack, lack. The lack. You know, we all yeah. have the lack. lack. Yes. You know, and we yes. all embrace that yeah. because we all have the lack. Because what I've realized for me, the lack is not God shaped. The lack is like everything shaped. Yeah. But what I, for me, realizing that accepting the lack as part of my faith. And, mm. and living within that, mm-hmm. with that lack, is mm. kind of this beautiful thing because it's like I'm not trying to fill it with. I'm not trying to, you know, you know, right. fill it with things that only make me feel empty. Yeah, a day, a month, a week, right. a year later, you know. Yeah, and and I, I like that you bring that up because I, I think like you're, you know, thinking about the lack is, is it, or you're talking about that and me hearing that kind of initiated my response to something that Caleb posted because. We had, so in our church, every six months, we have general conference where all the authorities like give talks. And this year, I have to say there was a lot of, a lot of ethnic diversity. I'll say there were too, too few women for my taste, but there was one talk in particular that really just, one of my friends, like I was telling her how I felt about it. And she said, it was like kind of because you're reacting to the fact that they're trying to like gaslight people with the doctrine. Mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, that's exactly it. Because it was the idea. I mean, you, talking about Rwanda and yes, like being, you know, kind of a smart aleck, I was like, yeah, genocide's bad, but the plan of salvation is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, like, right. you know, we have to focus our work here. And, and so how do you tell, like in the work that I do, I work with native people. So how do I tell a young man who his father was absent, his mother is an alcoholic in and out of foster care, then in gangs, then in jail. And, you know, and I try to say, well, you know, just have faith and just be hopeful and, you know, he's not going to hear that yeah, and he doesn't right. believe that. And when, and then when he asks me like, how, how do I know? Like really the only answer is I have faith and that doesn't work for everybody. Right, and right. No. I have to be mm. okay with the fact that that sounds like a bullshit answer yeah. to him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so how do I serve him? And I think that's, that's what I do like about the churches. There's a lot of focus on service and there. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people exercise this, but there's a lot of focus on like doubt, yeah. ask questions that, mm, you know, well, that's the good. church would have started if not for doubt. If Joseph Smith wasn't like, eh, which church should I join? Right. Um, and, and, you know, being okay with those things. And, and, and that's, I, I think that content or, or what satisfies me intellectually ends spiritually you know from the revolution perspective is it 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 it's not all of these you know just kind of well that's the way it always was (laughs) you know answers that doesn't work for me and i don't think we're called to just accept that yeah and that's such a stagnant approach you know to living life even much less spiritually or you know metaphysically (laughs) living 
Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange, you know? I mean, I, I just, yeah, I mean, with someone like that, you can't tell them that. I mean, that's, yeah, you're right. It's a bullshit answer, you know? And for so many people, they're just tired of that bullshit answer. And what I feel sorry for, too, is the people who feel like that's an answer or that they've, they've been so trained their lives to believe that that's enough or that's really how that's important and able to see that. And I think that's another great reason to be in a place where those people are is because we have to have conversations, you know, we have to be able to argue well and, you know, and debate and talk about these things and help each other grow. I mean, mm. we mm. aren't anything without each other. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, there's that verse in the Bible that says, how beautiful are the feet that bring the good news, mm-hmm. you know, but good news can be a lot of things and good news can be like, hey, good news is, well, well okay, well, it's not great news, but you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, right. But the good news is, is you, you don't have to be. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, it's not great. <laughs> and you can live life on life's terms and still, mm, you know, be yeah. part of this faith or part of this religion mm. or part of that, you know, so. Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for people to hear this because I think yeah. it's, it's, it's vitally important because I love being stretched and this isn't super stretchy for me, but I think it's going to stretch other folks. And I, and I, th- I just think this is vitally important for us to think differently. Cause I think I'm always talking about people trying to put like grace plus or an asterisk on grace, that type of thing. And, you know, and I think there's a lot of people in our community who would be like, Oh yeah, Mormons, no way. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's, whoa. Show me a, right. you know, when pigs fly kind of thing. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry to say that. No, yeah. but I said, I said all of the same hateful things. I I said them. Mm. And no, I'm not the typical Latter-day Saint. Um, I love my church. I'm faithful. I do my callings. I pay my tithing. You know, I I believe it. There's there's a um, person in the Book of Mormon, a a woman named Avish. And Avish is described as being a Lamanite woman. And basically, like, that's an indigenous woman. And and the, the key to her story was that she was converted unto Christ, but didn't tell anybody. But just in the way that she lived her, her life, her life and nurtured her testimony and, and served people when something went down in her community that, you know, related to Christ, not only was she known as an ally, a safe person in her community, mm. but she could say like, oh, no, this is what's going on. And, and this this person has been like taken in Christ and it's all good. Right. And mm. so mm. she she had the knowledge and it was when it was time to right. share it with people in her community. They trusted she had her. It. They it. Yeah. yeah. She was like a ninja, she, you know, she, like she a, she was a ninja the, for Christ. She was a part of the community. Right. Know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's, so yeah. It, and not in a dishonest way, yeah, but right. just like, yeah, it never came up that I was, you know. Yeah, that I had this. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I like that a well, lot. I think that's really, I mean, what most people should do. <laughs> yeah. Shut up and live. Right. Just yeah. care about each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been a very productive yeah, conversation. Thank you. Thanks for reaching out. That's, I mean, wow. Yeah. What you've said about my book, too, that really means a lot to me. You know, you mm. sometimes feel like, you know, your words kind of fall on the ground, especially when you're trying to parent. It's just, oh, you're exhausting and you just feel like dad. So it's nice to be remembered I did some other things. <laughs> the other thing I'll say, and I don't think it was in this book, it was in the other one. Um, you had a footnote where you made a pun about Axe body spray. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, these are my people, oh, you good. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I, I just, I, the reason I, one of the reason I did that is I remember somebody complaining about lack of like notes in the, you know, oh. like this, in the books, in, the, like in, footnote, in people's footnotes and like, oh, you got to have footnotes. Sub, and uh, they're very serious. Uh-huh. And I just, I remember thinking it was, oh, I was like, I like that. And then I, could, I wanted to put in some, but I was like, I'd like to you put wanted in some, some kind of, I wanted some funny ones too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I like to laugh I like and that. I like to be caught off guard. So uh-huh. I was like, let's hide some jokes in here. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Not only my favorite book, but also my favorite body spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that a, a joke on dyslexia, or is that, is that joke enabled by dyslexia? Yeah, both. <laughs> it's just it's 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 a very what is it phonetic? Yeah, phonetic. It's right, a phonetic right, right. joke. It's a phonetic joke. Yeah. It landed. It was a successful joke. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Just yeah. like kind of choose your own adventure. Laugh yeah. a little bit. Well, I don't know if our if our normal closing question is really no i think this is good anyway yeah. i don't even think we have to do the normal closing question yeah, I, I think, think this so is either. i think this is a, a special yeah. special stretch yourself what i'm going to ask is the question is is the folks in the congregation like if this has made you uncomfortable like people who are listening mm. i want to ask you why you know like we're such right. a group of diverse thinkers yeah if we're accepting Democrats and conservatives and liberals and atheists and theists uh-huh. and Catholics. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's like Calvinists and, Calvinists. and non-theists. If, if we can welcome yeah. Calvinists, folks, you're yeah. okay. I'm just kidding. I'm a, I have a hard time. With we, have, we have actually quite a few Calvinists. I know we do. I know we do. Um, for now. Um, just kidding. Until um, the master think, plan comes to Yeah, that's fruition. my only, my, that's my real agenda. Just to turn them into... Uh, yeah. To free will thinkers, um, <laughs> Arminians. No, Arminians. That's the word I was looking for. But yeah, no, I think this is great. So I just want to just say, like, if you guys are listening, you know, this is this is more for us to show that this is a group of we are a group of diverse thinkers. Amen. And, and there is a diversity in this body, and it's diverse in our minds and our thoughts. But the one thing we do have is, I think, this like kind of kindred spirit that brings us all together. Mm. And so, you know, hey, wake up, open mind. Are you really inclusive? Yeah, that's my right. question today. How inclusive mm. are you? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh, I like making people uncomfortable for good reasons. Cause mm-hmm. I love, I think that's why I'm starting to embrace punk rock even more in my forties than I ever did even as a kid. Cause now it's like making uncomfortable, making people think and be uncomfortable for important causes and important reasons, like taking the message of grace and making people go like, Ugh, you know, right. both sides. Mm-hmm. I like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, thanks for, for, for coming on here today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's been a nice opportunity and I, yeah, I hope that I'm not boring. Not not at all. (laughs) This was really thrilling to me, to be honest with you. I feel really like excited and just like, this is the right thing to do. So yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, what you do and the way you serve and the way you hold space for people who don't, find space so easily it's really important mm. well that means the world to me to hear because it is sometimes feels kind of crazy so i appreciate that thank you mm. absolutely well thank you so much thank you yes yeah, stay in touch absolutely see you online okay. yeah yeah <laughs> take care bye we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100 percent by listeners like you To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.